0: Log Talk Radio. He worked hard all year Just wanted a few weeks alone But his old lady's into modeling She can't get away from her phone Besides she bitches. clear, but don't run away, my girlfriend's a boy my job is too dutiful, hell, nobody's perfect, Would you like to play, I feel together today.
1: Freaks, this is Ryan. I'm over here having trouble connecting. Hang on, one. Oh, there it is. All right. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah, the stream yard was was uh, was messing up here. So, um, welcome to the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. How are you doing this evening? Of course, I want to wish everyone a very happy National TV Dinner Day. Um, I'm glad you guys could take the time out of your busy days enjoying a, a good TV dinner to join us on the show tonight. I really appreciate that, doing the support for the show on uh, National TV Dinner. Right. Hey, Diana, how are you? I am drinking tea tonight, not coffee, and it tastes just like hot water. That's it. I don't know. I just grabbed a random tea bag out, out of the uh, cabinet and put it in my cup because I got a I got a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks, probably a little bit later than I should, and uh, I was going to drink some decaf coffee, but I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, So, again, welcome. I've been uh, out of commission for about a week, I think it was... Uh, Well, Monday was Labor Day, so it was Monday afternoon when I found out we had COVID. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Linda. And uh, first, it was first it was RJ and I who had COVID, and then Angie found out she had COVID the next day. Which honestly, I was kind of happy she she found out she got it because I know it sounds terrible, but I was completely unmotivated all week, and it definitely helped. Having her at home with me this week because it sucked, suck, 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 really hard. But I'm back. Still not feeling great, but you know, looking better than I was during the week at least. So tonight we've got uh, a paranormal investigator, Donnie Parker, coming on the show. Which again, I really appreciate him coming on the show on uh, National TV Dinner Day you know, so it's uh awesome that he you he's able to come on here tonight and uh chat with us. I'm gonna go ahead and put him on the show. Actually before I do that before I do that, I so I, I run, you know, I do the show through Block Talk and um and StreamYard. So listen just do the live part, StreamYard part, you won't be here, but I played um a Jimmy Buffett song. Uh, the Weather is Here, I Wish You Were Beautiful, which one I was going to play on Tuesday night if I wasn't sick. As a tribute to uh, Jimmy Buffett, um, he was a uh, a huge figure growing up in my life. Uh, I, I listened to his music for as long as I can remember. And, um, you know, I know he, he passed away May uh, Day weekend, um, but... I still wanted to say something about him and uh, just give give little props to him and uh, just, you know, let him know that like, like, you know, he's listening. Of course he's, of course he's listening to the show up in heaven. Of course he is, because why wouldn't he, you know? But, uh, you know, I just figured it would be something, something I should do since he was such a big part of my life. So, Jimmy, that, one's, that one was for you. I know you're listening. And, uh, yeah, let's bring on Donnie. And uh, let's talk ghosts and stuff. What is up, brother? How are you? I'm
2: I, bro. How how you doing? You feel better?
1: I mean, I, I am I am getting there. I am I am getting there. Still still on the on the rough side of life, but definitely not as like out of it as it was the other day.
2: Now shout out to hungry man dinners since
1: it's TV dinner oh, night. Yes, it is. How about uh, was it? <laughs> A banquet, a little banquet, some love, and uh, what's the moment of a bird, like blue sky or blue bird or something. Uh, I don't
2: eat
1: I things anymore. I mean, I every once in a while I'll grab myself a hunger man just just to reminisce. And if I had known it, it was National TV dinner day right, right before I went on the show, I might have made one tonight for uh, to celebrate. How's everything going with you?
2: So I got a paranormal hangover, I actually had to, when I came
1: home, ate a little lunch and took a nap.
2: Man, those, I mean, it was a pretty good investigation last
1: night. So what do you think causes a paranormal hangover? Is it the staying up late or is it the energy you get from investigating? What do you think? Because it's not like it's different from when you stay up all night watching TV compared to staying up all night and investigating. What do you think causes that? I think they actually
2: drain you a little bit.
1: Yeah. Kind of get to get you trying to get your energy to uh, manifest. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what, though, when people talk about it, man, it is real. I mean, a lot more when you get older in life. You feel it a lot more <laughs> the next day. I know when I'm... Uh, After I go investigate someplace, it is hard to deal with, especially being with RJ. Luckily, you know Angie is here to help, or she does most of the work. But you know, it still it still takes a lot out of you. Oh yeah, you know. I
2: was being woken up through the night because I was in the haunted room.
1: So you actually slept there? Did you get any sleep? Yeah. They woke
2: me up just enough to – I could hear them in the room, and then I got that a little bit later because I didn't stay up to pay attention to them. I got that paranormal cold, so I had to
1: throw another blanket on. Oh, yeah. It's like, but I had two cameras going
2: in the room, so hopefully I got something. I just haven't had time to go through the footage.
1: It's like when you try to get something, some evidence they don't want to talk, but when you stop or don't pay attention to them, that's when they want to, you know, like, hey, we're still here. What are you doing? Why aren't you talking to us?
2: They were pretty active through the night.
1: That's awesome. And that was in uh, Williamsburg?
2: Yes, yeah, at the Ed Wedmore Place. Okay. We were actually, from what I understand, the first uh, paranormal team invited to investigate to, I guess, verify all the stuff they've been seeing and all. We've got some cool pictures we'll post later. Uh, on the weird guys page, I posted a bunch of the evidence, a couple of live feeds. But,
1: Wow, it's always fun to investigate new places that people haven't ever investigated before. You know?
2: There's a little bit of a lag, so remind me if I'm watching your lips move and I'm waiting for you to hear all the words.
1: Okay. So how did you get into the paranormal?
2: Ah, that's a whole different story. I actually grew up at about the age of five or sixty in my first ghost. And then I started cleansing houses with negative energy. Uh, then I kept bumping into ghosts. Then I got some gears, some like minded people and started a team and took it from there.
1: So you grew up seeing ghosts, what was your first experience like when you first saw something that wasn't there or that other people couldn't see, I guess.
2: Well, it was, it was at night uh, in an old farmhouse. Uh, I saw figures coming to the, uh, the bedroom door, leaning, looking. I thought at first it was my dad, but it wasn't. And then I watched the it go down the hallway and turn into another uh, bedroom. And I knew it wasn't him. So then I brought it up to my mom, going, "Hey, you know? Because oh yeah, we, we heard the noises." My dad always thought I'm watching too many horror films but I found out later that I knew what I was talking about.
1: I know a lot of people they they say something like, Oh, you, you watched you watch the scary film, so and it's like I've never experienced something where I project like what I see on T V into real life. I'm not sure why people think that's the thing where it's like, Well, you must must have been dreaming. Well, if I'm awake and I'm seeing something you know that's that's not a dream. Indeed. I guess they they want they don't want to scare you or you know but you know I think it's probably better to just you know be, be straightforward like your parents were and be like yeah we we've been hearing stuff and not be like trying to hide it from you. Yeah. You know. Were you scared when you saw it or was it more of a just well what the hell is this or I guess you're five you're thinking what the heck is this.
2: Well,
1: at first all, I thought it was my dad. <clears throat> That's what was so funny. And then he's like, "Oh, well, maybe not." Yeah, well, and he
2: went into another room, and I
1: knew it wasn't him. I don't know what I would think if I saw something like that when I was five years old. I'd probably, I'd probably freak out. I'm the kind of guy who had to sleep with my with a with my door open, and the hall light on, because I was like, "Oh, don't I want? I don't want to mess with that shit." So I don't know how I would react. I mean. Maybe it'd be like one of those things where you see something and you don't realize what it is until after the fact. You know, you're like, "Oh, your brain doesn't catch up with what you're seeing until it's already gone." Like, "Oh, I think I just saw a ghost." Yeah. So, was it was the house that was haunted? Was it like was it like an old house, or did you see anything else?
2: It was an old farmhouse. In fact, a lot of uh, the family showed up there with. Uh, they had their own experiences there. I mean, my brother came back to Vietnam. was supposed to sleep in the room where I saw the spirit go in. And the next morning, we found him downstairs saying, I'm not sleeping in there, the room's dead. And I've had aunts and uncles and all have experiences there when they come up and visit.
1: Mm. So it was a common thing. People weren't like, oh, this is really freaky. You were like, oh, this is just something that's just part of the personality of the house.
2: I think it them about it first.
1: Did you – um? how long did did the experience last? Like, did you keep – like, did it go away for a while? Did did it pretty much was a a constant thing?
2: It was a regular thing, pretty much.
1: So, you you moved out of the house. Did you keep having experiences or, like, in different places? Or did you – did they start back up again once you started as a team?
2: No, actually, the next
1: house my parents built uh, in Orlean. uh, We
2: were there not very long, and I started sensing the spirits there also. And it was funny because, again, my dad, the skeptic said, oh, no, that's the one to come in through the, the cellar because you don't have a door on it. And then he's like, "Ah, oh, no, 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 last I moved out. He heard the spirits one night and he thought maybe the TV come on and he went out to the living room and there was nobody there the next time I came to visit because my worship dryer had died and I went down to the basement to use the uh, worship dryer of theirs and there was a door up on the cellar so when I went upstairs I'm like, hey mom, what happened? Oh, uh, your dad finally believed you and he, he heard the noises and he went out the TV was on, but it wasn't so he finally took your
1: word and put a door up and it stopped Sometimes that's all it takes, man you know? Yeah. So, I guess when it, it, you have to, you really have to experience the, the activity to really 100% believe uh, that there's something going on. You know? So, um, what was your first official investigation?
2: Oh, uh, it was a uh, oh. That was weird. That was the house we were asked to uh, come investigate. It, it dated back to the 1700s. The children's graves were buried in the backyard. It was to used as a field hospital during the uh, Civil War in Southern Culpeper. Uh, we showed up there. It was both of them nights here and stuff, they wanted me to smudge the out, but we investigated. And that was the first place we got an EVP. We didn't think we had anything. We had investigated. We had a little interaction with the children, with the gear, and then it was like, I, I was smudging the house because the family asked too, so I was smudging the house, doing my thing. And uh, I walked through this one room, which we had absolutely no activity in. And all of a sudden, I got what I call the paranormal tingles, and I called in the the uh, ex, and were like, hey, uh, w- what do you feel? And the rest of the team came in, and they're like, oh, you don't started off something. I'm like, all right, well, uh, my shell's about empty. Start a conversation, and I'm like, going to refill the shell. I'm the only male in the house. So I walk out of there and go to the other end of the house where I have my sage, the cedar, and all the other herbs I use. And the EVP that came through was so cool. At the end, we got home, we, we heard it. It was like, man, it's like these answer questions left and right, and also was who's in the room? And I'm the only male. You can hear me cough way off in the distance, but that voice was so clear, I'm like, Wow man, we were so rude in that man's house. So from that from that point on we've always gone in and introduced ourselves.
1: I think that's I think a lot of times I shouldn't say a lot of times, but there are times when we people investigate and they forget that they're in people's houses and they forget that uh that the people that you know, haunting baseball once living And they go into a place just, uh, you know, what's your name? Are you here? You know, and not really how you would act going into somebody's house. If If I walked into your house and be like, what's your name? Why are you here? You know, well, I live here, of course. You know, it's maybe if you, you know, like you did like show courtesy to the spirits when you walk in, they may be more apt to respond. I mean, that's, not a guarantee, of course, but maybe something worth worth uh, thinking about.
2: It's been our experience. I mean, if you go in and introduce yourself, they're pretty much going to go, "Hey, hi," and then you'll get your name shouted out now and again, and they'll start interacting
1: with you. I know when I go out to the cabin, if I'm you know by myself, I'll be like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" and I'll yeah you know, I'll talk to them and say, "Hey." You know if we have somebody coming out, I'll say, "Hey, we have so and so coming out to investigate. Can you talk to them and or be like, even if I'm not, no one's coming out. I'll still be like, "Hey what's going on I'll tell them, about, tell them about my day like I'm talking to myself, you know, but trying to try to interact with them when i when I'm there to try to show that i you know I know they're there, and I'm um you know I think of the word I'm trying to trying to say but it's trying to just acknowledge them, I guess would be what I'm trying to do. Sometimes I get sometimes yeah. I get answers, sometimes I don't. Unless they hit or miss. Yeah. I mean it is it is with all, all the uh investigations like going on a going on a fishing trip, you know, you don't know you're gonna get you know, you might like catch fish, but that doesn't mean there are no there are no fish in the lake, you know?
2: Exactly. Mm.
1: So how would you describe you said the paranormal tingles, how would you describe that to somebody it's almost like a
2: chill or your legs are going to sleep so uh,
1: that's how
2: it feels to me
1: that's interesting did you i um, think a different feeling yeah I know, I know when i when i feel something it's always like in my head like around my sinuses i start feeling like feel feel a little bit off when i when i feel there's something well there could be something in the room. Um with me, I guess it gets uh different for for each person. Okay. When the antenna goes off. So did when you um first started investigating, how did you get into like the like the spiritual part, not paranormal? It's you know, more of the like the Reiki and all that stuff, what brought you into that? uh part of the investigation or the whole paranormal field
2: oh the paranormal field i got a kick out of uh the ghost hunters when they first started Uh that's because they were out there helping people yeah and then i ran into people who needed help around my area i'm like oh okay so we got a team together and we started out helping folks and that was sort of you know i don't know there's a lot of you know, you felt good about it. The the family was feeling safer, the open line of communications. Everything was just beautiful. And then uh it just developed from there.
1: So. It's always good when you're able to help some help somebody, especially when you know they don't have any place else to go and they've tried every other like idea to like well I to, I, I've tried everything else. Yeah. You know, they're coming to you as our last resort. Can you help us? And you you're able to give them some uh, peace of mind. Indeed. How about the spiritual part of it? Like the the Reiki, the the, the stones, the herbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how did you get into that stairs, part of it? The stones
2: and herbs and stuff actually did to, to really freak you out. Uh my religious background is all off the hook. Uh I was Raised Southern Baptist, baptized Pentecostal, and I traveled the Red Road, which is the uh, Indian spiritual aspect of everything. Uh, that's how I got into cleansing houses and sensing some of the spirits. And then the Reiki came in. Uh, we went to Dunbar one time for uh, one of their events, and Scott Porter and Stephanie Burke were there. We had a reading, and they were offering a Reiki class. But in my meeting, I was talking to Stephanie about how I get fire palms, And now and again, I was able to, to help people. Right? Just, I'd be across the room. we as, as get this weird feeling brought by somebody that they needed some healing. And I'd go from across the room at my house and just aim my palm at them like Iron Man would. And I saw the energy transfer and they, so they start feeling really funny going, oh, feels a little bit better. And they look at me and I got my hand up like, Iron Man, hey. Mm-hmm. Donnie, is that you? I'm like, it could be. So then I took the classes through Stephanie Burke, to become a master.
1: My friend Holly Mullins, she she used to tell me that she she'd get like hot hands. They they call her Hot Hands Holly, and she would like she like she, she round like energies. Her hands would warm up, and uh, of course she's into all that all that spiritual stuff, you know. All the meditation and and healing and stuff like that. And it sounds like you guys are in the same boat. Do you um? Do you like I know my friend? My friend Jerry, she practices Reiki on people. Do you do that? Do you have people come over and you know, try to practice Reiki on them?
2: I do Reiki for distance.
1: I appreciate you uh, helping me out earlier this week. With so did the, you feel uh,
2: to you know, get back to
1: you. Yeah, I definitely felt it, and I, I appreciated that for sure. Awesome. What, what, um, has there been a, a, a time when you felt like, I don't want to say scared, but just kind of weirded out during investigation, like not normal?
2: I, 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 I'm five. not sure about that. I'm Mainly, mainly when I do it, I've got my shields up and I'm watching my team to make sure nothing happens to them.
1: Uh-huh. In
2: case they, they, they're not that when we, like last night, we shielded up and we were keeping an eye on each other to make sure nobody got an attachment or started acting a little weird. We do and then it's time to say, hey, break, let's roll. Go outside, have a cigarette, drink some soda, drink some water, get some fresh air, and then we'll come back at it. But usually not. Nah, I've, I've actually, one place I did feel weird, and it was during an event, and that was at Fleetwood Church. And the spirits in there were really upset. And i like, I'm not going to play this event. to give them the, the message that you want. So I'm going to stay here and back off uh, and follow me home. Apparently I was speaking in my sleep, and then he left.
1: Diana says that you were pushed down the steps at one point. Expand on that a little bit like what happened where were you we were at a
2: private home and Dean was with us that's one of my team members Uh, we were called on because there was some activity and negative energy and all and I went in and do a base reading the the ex and D were outside talking to a client a friend's ours. and I went in and I had a door closed behind me and I felt the energy and I was Coming down the stairs, and I had one last little bit of stuff to come down. I was thrown off of them. And I ended up, like, luckily, I didn't break any of the gear because I had gear in both hands. laying on the ground, and I'm beside the couch, and I can see the x look in at me, and I'm looking at it. I'm feeling the spirit going, all right, man, it's on. You did you done started some stuff now. You're going to leave. And um, I hobbled around for about a week or so because my ankle was wrenched. But, you know, we finally took about three tries, and we got her out of there.
1: Mm. You said you got her out of there? Was it a female spirit that was causing it? No, problems? well, we
2: got the spirit that was bothering
1: her out. Oh, got I got you. Have you ever been on an investigation where you felt like it wasn't a human entity uh, like causing the problems?
2: I've bumped into a lot of elementals, Those spirits, that don't, don't stir us stuff. stuff. Just got to give them an offering and Acknowledge them and don't cause them any harm. And uh, we, I've got them running around the house all the time. So As long as you. Uh, that goes back to the Indian belief. So sort of like the Irish with the leprechauns and all.
1: Between a uh, spirit and an elemental. Elemental uh, has never
2: really had an earth body like we have. Uh, an elemental is an earth spirit. The whole different entity, at least to me. It's like I say, the fairies, the leprechauns,
1: mm-hmm. uh, the little people. There's a whole new, whole other world out there that is just beyond our sight. Indeed. And do you think? Because a lot of times you you. Uh, you hear stories about leprechauns and fairies and all that stuff and dragons and trolls and all that. But there were, you know, from fairy tales from a long time ago. Do you think that people were more open to the idea of that, of that being the case or being out there because there wasn't as much, like, the technology has kind of done this down, but at the same time it's really – opened us up at the same time to have these conversations? Probably said a lot there.
2: Yeah, I was just waiting for it to come through. (laughs) Uh, Actually, uh, back then, uh, the Druids and all were all nature-oriented religion with the gods and the spirits and all. So they could, I would say, be able to speak to the earth spirits like the Indians would. Like speaking to the trees, offering to the the little people, as the Indians we call them, because they're they're out there. I mean, Sasquatch is out there somewhere.
1: Yeah. And luckily, he can hide. What do you think caused us to lose the other side?
2: Oh man, I'm gonna get in trouble for asking this question. Uh, society itself. I mean. Little kids can see spirits. I don't know if RJ's seen them or not in your place. Uh, But it's because they got the new eyes. Mm
1: -hmm. Meaning
2: they they haven't been disturbed by uh, society saying, oh, no, that's wrong. And religion saying, you're not supposed to see that. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, it's, It's just freedom and believing that these things are real. I mean, religion teaches don't speak to them, don't do this, but a lot of times they're not out to harm you. They're not demons. They're a soul that's lost or decides to stay in an area that just wants their story told. It's like if you love the house and you've been there all your life, like I've been in this place and I, I may haunt it when I die. But it's, you know, you love the place, but you're not leaving. So that's your choice. Then there's some that got it was such a tragic death, so quick they don't know they're dead. And then that's where I come in sometimes too. I can help them cross over with the Reiki.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's all because society has told us let's do that That is wrong. Like like what I was saying about my my dad I always saying I watched too many horror films. That was affecting me. It wasn't that. I was just lucky enough that my mom stayed behind me I'm going yes. In fact, your grandmother told me that was be my great grandmother. Uh, there's more spirits walking the earth than there is hair on a dog's back, and I've bumped into quite a few.
1: Yeah, this spirits aren't like just inside a house or an abandoned hospital or you know, you know, a graveyard. They are everywhere. Um, I know a lot of times. You know, when I was growing up, you know, people that were, like, considered witches and, you know, druids and Wiccans and stuff, they were kind of like outcasts, I guess, or like, oh, don't be like them. They're weird, you know? And I think that's part of, like you were saying, the society makes us wants us to believe a certain way and and uh, and look at life a certain way. And unless you want to break free of that, you know, way of life, a way of looking at things, once you're able to do that, you have a totally different perspective on on um, different religions and different ways people worship or, you know, live their lives. You just have to get yourself out of that box. You got to
2: keep open-minded.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the advantages of the technology that we're using is being able to have the conversations and talk with people. Like we're talking now or, you know, going onto a Facebook group and, you know, messaging them messaging someone like uh, you know, a Wiccan group or trying to understand where they're coming from or what, you know, what, what they're all about. And plus you're able to um communicate easier with people and if you have a problem like you had like that lady person who who calls you for an investigation, they can reach out to you a lot easier than before when they had to like contact a church or something to, to come over to help, help them out. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Society kind of messed it up with folks. I mean, but it's like, uh, what was it? I met John Tenney one time. The dude will blow your mind. Uh, he's so intellectual and he's a, um, Paranormal investigator, and he's looking for UFOs. I think he might even be out to look for Sasquatch. But his his slogan is weirdo's rule, so, and that's what I believe in because we're the weirdos, but we're the ones that people are coming to because they have an issue that nobody else can understand or want to even talk about. I get that from some of the guys at work, when I, I give them different things to do or ask them to suggest but things and they do, and they come back. And you go, wow! It actually worked. You, you, you freak me out. I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what I do. I'm here to
1: help. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, always fun when you, when somebody uh, when the light bulb kind of goes off and they realize, hey, you know, maybe he's not crazy. That might be. You know, <laughs> I mean. I think we're all a little, little bit crazy. Have you ever thought about going, like, hunting for Bigfoot or anything like that?
2: Actually, that'd be kind of fun. To be honest with you, I mean, I've seen, I've seen UFOs before when I was younger and stuff uh, out in the woods. I mean, I lived out in Louisiana, little kind of middle nowhere. Everybody said when I was going to school, I was living in the boondocks. Mm-hmm. But, uh yeah, and I watched some lights come up above the tree one night, the tree line way off in the distance. And I was standing on the the, the porch and went to the kitchen window. I said, guys, you got to come here and see this. You ain't no no, come here, hurry up. But everybody on the phone porch was with me, my little sister, my dad, my mom. And we were watching these lights come up, and they came up. It's just one. It split into four, and it went down. Then the four came up. It went back into two. Then it went down, and it came up. Then it went into one, and then it went and split back into four months Go. No. So of course, dad's a skeptic. I didn't see that, <laughs> but we all watched it.
1: Mm.
2: See, I believe there's there's life out there beyond us. The fact my mom's theory was probably they're still here. They have been. I mean, there's Indian lore of uh, the what do they call them, the underground people bringing in the surface dwellers underneath there during a catastrophic event and then when it was all over with letting them back out that's just lore i do not know i wasn't there at that time
1: so do you
2: that's think, one of the stories that goes
1: down so you think like they're like the reptilians that people are talking about living underground
2: i'm not going to say they're stack. <laughs>
1: do you think they're they think that's I've, I've heard of like I guess, ships coming out from the water, the ocean. Um, do you think there could be bases or like civilizations that live?
2: They haven't found Atlantis yet, so I wouldn't think wouldn't, they'd be coming from Atlantis.
1: I mean, that's true.
2: The Devil's uh, Devil's Triangle is on the actual opposite side of the globe is the Dragon's Triangle. I don't you ever went into that, because I was studying that for a little bit when I was younger. Because Bermuda Triangle, Devil's Triangle, intrigued me. But directly across from the globe, near China and all, or Japan, there is the Dragon Triangle, the same things were going on there that were happening in the Bermuda Triangle.
1: You don't hear much about the Dragon Triangle, but I'm wondering if, like over there, if they don't hear much about the Bermuda Triangle, if it's just... Probably not. You know, uh, it's, it's weird. I mean, I've... It just seems like aliens have been in the news a lot uh, with with these government hearings and stuff. Do you, what do you think will ever come out of that?
2: Uh, <laughs> they're probably going to try to hush it. I mean, they did it with Roswell. They made up a whole bunch of things about Roswell. My mom was laughing during that. She said it was the first thing that actually they had proof. Then all of a sudden they got covered up. And I've watched a bunch of documentaries on it, where the town was threatened by the government. could not say anything. Bodies were retrieved. I mean, why is there Green Lake and nobody can go see anything? But we have all of a sudden the stealth fighter came out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff happening you can't go see. But I think we're uh, reverse engineering stuff now that we have picked up.
1: Do you think that if they were taking it seriously, that the media would be covering it a lot more? Because it seems like a life-changing thing, knowing that there are, you know, alien vehicles on Earth. You'd think the media would be all over it, but it doesn't seem like they're covering it as much as they should.
2: Uh, I don't know how to even respond to that. But the thing is, my probably brother had a they actually, if we actually knew what was going on, it might play religion out of the water. Because there's a lot of biblical references to, like, mm-hmm. the cigar following the children out of, of, of uh, Egypt at night. It was a different thing during the day. Uh, a lot of the old biblical things we're talking about, uh, circular things coming from the sky, wheels and stuff. Uh, and if you've ever read uh, Duncan's book, Cherry of the Gods, Garden of the Gods, things like that, he did a big in-depth thing about the aliens and how far back. I mean, they've got replicas from back to about Christ's time of like planes and stuff that were found in, uh, in some of the Aztec ruins and stuff like that. I mean, where did the pyramids come from? Where the Aztecs are on the same build, the Incas. And they're all astronomically placed, just like Stonehenge. It's set like a calendar. And we lost all that knowledge.
1: And it goes back to what you were saying before about society. If you even suggest... Aliens may have had a hand in building the pyramids. They look at you like you're a crazy person.
2: But still, they can't explain how the pyramids were built.
1: They'll try any other explanation. Just like when it comes to the paranormal, it's got to be something else Womp gas or you. You watch too many horror films.
2: What kind of medication are you on?
1: Exactly. So,
2: it's,
1: um, it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating. No, it is part part of of life. Life, actually. So, the name Spirit Guides Par- Paranormal, how important are Spirit Guides in your uh, everyday life?
2: I mean, actually, pretty awesome. I mean, uh, my team we have ours. Uh I kinda let mine just guide me along. I mean, like Danny Denny Denny's talks to him and Danny seen mine. In fact, when we went to go do the investigation last night, he goes, Oh, you got you got a company and it's it's fully charged. I'm like, That's what I like, so we're ready. <laughs> See what happens. We all have a, a spirit guide with us. Indian police, you'll get nine, uh, in a lifetime. Uh I believe in the animal totals. My main one is wolf. I've actually had bear, buffalo, eagle. In fact, we're leaving uh, Wetmore today. Uh, Right as you come out, it stops. And you can see the vineyard, and there's a post. And I was sitting there trying to get the GPS to come on because inside there you don't get any signals. And all of a sudden, this big-ass hawk is flying in, lands on the post, and looks at me. I'm like, I'm those are the ways behind me because me and this officer gonna talk. And I just sat there. and like wow. Had my cigarette, just stared at it. and it stared at me. And it's like oh, I feel comfortable. It's like have a safe trip, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm in tune. I'm in tune with some of the nature spirits. So. That's part of the red reds for me. Maybe drew it as some people would take it. When did you? When did you?
1: like discover your spirit guides?
2: I <clears> feel <throat> so as soon as they discovered me. It was kind of funny because the house coming in, I was sitting up back and uh, I brought my dad by with the realtor to get their field alert. I was sitting up back and off, flew over the house, moved down there to the top of my head to get my attention, went and started the fist and turned right around and stared at me. And in the voice I heard, the house is yours. It belongs to you. It can never be taken. Throw out a bid on it, it's yours. I've been here ever since. It's just to keep an open mind to the spirit that the animals are about you. I always like I think you had an owl, didn't you? Show up.
1: Yeah. I've had I've had owls come one was at the cabin, a little small owl, and then another was on top of a car. But I got yeah, that's got the way you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
2: they're messengers
1: who take time to listen. What um, what advice would you give someone who's trying to, like, communicate or, I guess, find out who their spirit guide is or, like, communicate with them?
2: Spirit guide will find you. Don't go looking for them. As uh, you have an urge like me i've always been drawn to the wolves uh and actually I've talked to some fellow fellow native American Cherokees and they're saying that, that i'm actually uh from the wolf clan, which might help too but uh, i've always been able to speak to the wolves i'm always always had that inclination uh it's uh the main one will come to you and just don't look too hard because they may be confused. But one will come to you. It will stand out, and you'll be able to uh, connect with it. Just don't push the issue. When so they come to you, you, don't, you can't go, hey, I like you. You're going to be my spirit guide. No, it doesn't work that way. They come to find you. So I just say, let it go. Ask for one, and it will come to you. I mean, some will get a deer. Some will get a, a lizard. All of them have a power. All of them have a gift. All of them have a message. I mean, I'll have a hummingbird come right up in my face to say, hi. And there's a message that was, was brought to me. There was some healing I needed to do for somebody. Mm-hmm. Or I need to look inside myself for healing. Like the hawk today. Usually a hawk's a good messenger for me. saying everything's going to be all right. That my life is a little, uh, but things are going to chill out for me, so. It was like, hey, you did a great investigation. You got a safe ride home. You have a great week ahead of you. It's the positive that I got some off today. So almost. But they will come to find you.
1: So it had almost like a, a calming effect on you, to almost yeah. a reassuring, like, hey, you did, you did good.
2: If, if you take the time to listen to
1: them, yeah. Diana says that hers come to. Her came hers came to her in a dream, so dee's
2: got a mess up in her yard. I mean she gets bears down again and get yeah, a mess of deer, <laughs> but yeah, they will come to you in a dream in a heartbeat.
1: I keep an open mind to it.
2: It may not be what you want, it's not all grammar,
1: yeah. I've tried meditating to uh, to talk to my spirit guides, but I can't get my head clean. It's hard to clear my head. They tell you to not think. Well, it's hard not to think when someone tells you not to think.
2: It, it takes a whole lot of work. Yeah.
1: And then you got a little
2: RJ running around too, so.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a lot easier when I was, you know, when it was just me and Angie to uh, to to get time for you know quiet some quiet time but you know it's fine you know it'll 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 come when 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 like you said the owl owls that showed up you know it's just when the time is right yeah so we've got like ten minutes left to go on the show um, uh in a place you'd like to investigate that you've never been? Like, three top places you'd like to go, but if money was no object.
2: If allowed, I'd like to go to Edinburgh Castle. And I'd like to go to uh, uh, Velaz Castle. Uh,
1: and I'd like to wander around
2: in the Winchester House and see if I can get lost.
1: That'd be fun. I would enjoy. That's one of uh That's your bucket list location is to go out to the Winchester Mystery House.
2: So, uh, I've been I've been to the Stanley Hotel there in Colorado, and that's just uh, I've been to Innisfil House, uh, Wildwood, St Albans. In fact, that's where we met. Uh, Trans Allegheny, uh Octagon House, uh a bunch of private places. Graffiti House, Fleetwood Church. Uh there's so many I've been to there's some I wanna see. I'd like to go to uh West Virginia State Ben. I haven't been there yet. There's a fort in uh Pennsylvania I'd like to do.
1: Have you been to the cabin yet?
2: Yes, I have been to the cabin. In fact, you let me in. We were with uh that was five. Oh, that's right. That's right. You've know,
1: You've been out there too. In Rikis yeah, Park.
2: A bunch of times. I've been to
1: uh Hanover. Yeah. I mean those are some good locations. All the places you've you've uh you've mentioned, I have some good great A V from Hanover Tavern and Pen Park. And St Albans, like holy crap, that place is awesome.
2: And uh we're getting ready to we've got the uh exchange to ourselves at the end of the month. Place
1: been yeah, that's good. an place. Yeah, I've never been to Dunlora before. A lot of places that uh I need to check out I haven't been to yet. Yeah, Dunlora's a sweet little place. knows is,
2: is the great host hostess.
1: What if what piece of advice would you give someone who wants to start investigating the paranormal? Did it come through?
2: Yeah. I just I kept seeing your mouth move and then it
1: stopped.
2: Oh. <laughs> a little bit of a drag there. Uh, one thing is don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. You don't need a whole lot of gear. And it, to tell you the truth, once you start getting a few hits and all, you're going to get addicted, you're going to want more gear. I mean, I got a friend, Terry Osborne, with uh, ISDP. I swear she's got more gear than you could use in one investigation. But it's, it's awesome. But I'll well, give you, know, you need a few things. Team up with some like-minded people. Uh, get permission for the location, most of all. And go in with an open mind and see what you find. I mean, definitely shield yourself, protect yourself, because you can get attachments. And these will cling on to you, and they will kind of dig right in. You've got to pay attention to how you feel. You've got to watch how your team's reacting. I mean, I've watched team members' eyes change. The whole demeanor change, and it's like you got to keep an eye on that kind of stuff because it will happen and it can happen. I've had plenty of attachments. I got backup, uh, uh, deep healing. I stay in contact with her that if I ever need uh, entities removed, I can contact her and she'll do it. And then I get scolded because I picked them up, but most doctors do pretty good.
1: I guess that kind of stuff just comes with the territory.
2: It does. It's like being... It's more like the old adage. If you haven't been thrown, bitten, kicked, stepped on uh, by a horse, you're, you're not a horse person. Uh, in the ghost business, if you haven't been shoved over a staircase, pushed, bitten, punched, scratched, burned, uh, you haven't been doing it long
1: well enough. <laughs> Actually, it's all going to happen. That has not happened to me yet, but... And I'm still fairly, fairly new to it compared, you know, compared to other people. Um, what is the best part, you about investigating the paranormal? If you can
2: take and gather names like we have, if you look at the, uh, our YouTube channel, our one video of, uh, we did Fleetwood and Graffiti House, and, it started off with the name Jonathan at Graffiti House. And then we got him. I felt like something was attached to me, uh, brought the spirit box, started talking. And then the name Rose came out. Well, when Denise and the ex were at the uh, Culpeper Library or the Courthouse or something, was looking up something, they found the uh, Culpeper uh, Civil War Hospital log. Now, that means any building in Culpeper was a hospital. That means all that law got dumped into one place. Well, there was a Jonathan Rose from North Carolina. Uh, he was infantry, and he was shot in the leg, was amputated, and he died at the house never made it out of so He was one upset spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, when you take it and you find a name that you don't even know, and you go back in the history and find them, it's like, wow. It's like uh, last night, we ran as uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, David, I think it's Drake or something like that. He was a British officer. He fought in one of the battles, I can't remember the name of it right now, down there in uh, Williamsburg. And he was there. And then he went to do research, he found it. So that's the kind of best part about besides helping the people, is if you can get a name and find the history of that person, a lot of times the activity will die. It's like they have a story that needs to be told, and here I am. Please listen. But when you when you can get that name connected with all the activities you've had and names you've gotten, that's the bomb right there. That's when you
1: hear them. That, that's total validation. That's awesome. So I want to give you a chance to uh, just – we have a, a minute and a half left to talk about what you guys have coming up here with your team.
2: Right now we've got uh, – we're going to do a, uh, an overnight or whatever time we got at uh, Exchange Hotel in uh, Gordon'sville. That will be the end of the month. After that, we're kind of laying low. Uh, I'm kind of giving the kudos or, or promoting a little bit as much as I can in the historical, historical background of Fleetwood Church, which is next weekend. It's all about history, no paranormal involved. Uh, if you want to stop by and get some history on the, uh, family Station area. Other than that, we're kind of late level. We're just, we don't do the events like we used to do. I uh, wanted to get everybody back to help the people, and instead of focusing on investors, I think we lost ourselves. So now we're back to the the, the team split, but now my team, the originals,
1: are back to help people. Mm -hmm. That's
2: what it was all about at the beginning.
1: That's awesome. Well, I want to give you thank you for coming on the show tonight for the leg.
2: That happens. Well, I'll leave you guys like I always leave everybody. Peace love, and guys, stay in touch. Watch us. We're we're out there in the valley. you never know where we're going to pop up at. But thanks again, Ryan, for having us. If you ever need me, man, for
1: more Reiki, let me know. I appreciate that, and uh, I'll be in touch. We can get you to come back to the cabin sometime. That'd be cool. All right, brother. You take care. You too. Good night. Good night, bro. Well, that was fun. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the show. I appreciate appreciate Donnie. I'm sorry that it wasn't there was a lag. I don't know what the heck's going on with that. Um I had a hard time hard time uh, actually starting the live stream so maybe that just kinda of set us back a little bit when I that messed this up. I don't know. But uh, I appreciate it. Uh Tuesday night we've got Ghost Seekers Texas coming on the show. Should that should it be fun, hopefully the 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 Yard stuff will be figured out by then. Um, again, thank you Donnie for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And um, back here Tuesday night. Same freaking awesome time, same freaking awesome channel. Good night.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.